Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hey, I'm Scott Pipe. Hi, I'm Nick Percap. You are listening to Inside Supercars. All the racing I've done, supercars and, uh, you know, all the GT and drifting and all that kind of stuff, I think it all helps. A lot of seat time and having some good times racing, it's, it's a lot of fun. As long as we don't allow some of the lunatics to um, get the keys, then uh, it'll continue to be at the, um, at the forefront uh, through hard work and diligence, particularly on the part of the team owners and investment by them. From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock, Craig Ravel here with Kevin Fitzsimon, Dunlop Motorsport Manager. And we're wanting to first of all talk about 2017. Um, you've had ups and downs with it, with the tyre. Um, but the overall, it's been a great year for you and, and Dunlop. Yeah, you know, it, it has been. You know, the, the rollout of the new 2017 spec tyre was... Uh, uh, I was very excited and looked forward to uh, to getting onto a wider tyre and something a little bit stiffer and everything else like that. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we've broken track records everywhere in Australia. I can't that we didn't at Pukekohe, but uh, everywhere in Australia, we've broken a track record this year. So that's uh, that's been fantastic. The tyre's certainly fast, but. Um, the unfortunate part is that its working window is very, very narrow, and it's quite easy to overstep the mark with, um, uh, you know, the, the, the camber windows that the guys are running, and that you know, uh, uh, with the amount of data that they got at the start of the year, over 100 gig, um, it showed that the tyre was still making grip with a lot of camber on. So that led to the, the situation where we had. Um, teams running cambers that I never dreamed dreamt of in my wildest dreams you, you just didn't believe so you know this tyre was actually designed at the factory um, to run less camber than what the previous one did and it showed that the more you put on the faster it was and unfortunately we're in the business of going quick uh, the teams um, more so the engineers than the drivers will always put uh, speed over risk and um, you know unfortunately we did have many more uh, tyre issues than I would, would like, you know, and it started at, you know, back as early as Adelaide. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those type of things, you know, uh, there, there's lots of things that we, you know, why don't you do this and why don't you do that, that we, we could have thrown at it, but um, the, the fact is that the uprights in the cars are different, manufacturer to manufacturer or team to team, and um, had they implemented a maximum camber, it would uh, severely affect some cars more than others, so uh, we didn't want to influence that. Um, you know, so the decision was made after Phillip Island that um, you know we, we didn't want a repeat of what happened there, sort of thing uh, at Pukekohe and Phillip Island. Uh, sorry, and Bathurst being the next two high load circuits on the uh, uh, the harder of the two compounds, the soft compound. And um, you know, we rolled out the other tyre there, which, as we showed, because they had so many to use in practice at Bathurst, and they were blindingly fast all weekend. Um, so teams have you know certainly got a bit of a handle on it now, but um, it's certainly been a tough year. Yeah, one of the things that obviously in this conversation, and you know I've known you for 25 years, is the relationship between your customer, the end user, as well. Obviously, you've got supercars in between the two. The relationship between tyre manufacturer and supplier to the customer is so different now to what it was 10 years ago, even. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's people sort of say, caught off and say to you, what do you do between races? But it's, uh, yeah. believe me, it's a full time job. But, you know, it's just, it's been a really, really hard year as far as, um, you know, it, it's a major change. I mean, a tyre is the only thing that connects you to the road. Um, 
we're still hamstrung with uh, an 11 inch wide wheel so that's that's difficult most categories are running considerably wider you know 12 inch front um, 13 14 15 inch wide rear um, you know it's got to be a steer tire and a drive tire uh, 16 different track surfaces so there's lots of things where situations where you're sort of to this to an extent working with your hands tied behind your back and um, you know, safety is the absolute paramount thing when you're doing any control tyre. Speed's way down the list, you know, because everybody's on the same, so speed doesn't really matter. Um, you've got to put a show on for the public, um, but you certainly want the thing to be safe. And when we had the uh, the issues that we had at Phillip Island where, you know, the previous uh, spec tyre, if you did break the overlay or started to have a bit of an issue in the tyre itself where um, between the, the, the inner liner of the tyre, which holds the air in it, and the base of the steel belts, there's a, a, a Kevlar overlay that goes in there and if that breaks it's a bit like a ligament in your knee so it all looks intact everything looks fine but it's a weak spot and um, when that flexes it creates heat heat creates a blister the blister opens up the cord sticks its head out Kevlar's stronger than rubber and it tears chunks of tread off so the old flow process is great the unfortunate part with the 2017 spec tyre is um, it gave no warning so the old one you'd hear it flapping you'd feel a vibration all those type of things you could actually pick up on um, that went out the window this year because the case was a lot stiffer. The guys couldn't feel it, and when it went, it was instant, and that's uh, that's a real concern, you know. And um, we we tried our utmost to replicate the the issues that we had at Phillip Island, um, which the factory were able to do on what they call a drum test up there, where they they run it at high speed. The the, the issue that uh, they do have is that we're running cambers that no other category in the world run anywhere near and the machinery it doesn't exist to actually run the tyre at that camber so um, so that's a bit of a problem um, but certainly the CalSpan data from USA was absolutely fantastic and instrumental in um, progressing the, the category as quick as they did and guys getting a bit of a handle on it it was a massive amount of data to dump that much on them not far out from the season but the testing was only done in the second and third week of, of uh, January and then had to be uh, collated into the reams of information that they got. So for 2018, it's a, another change. You mentioned how many tracks you took track records at. Is it a problem then you change the tyre but you don't break track records and if the tyre isn't as quick, then these track records could stand for a long, long time. That's exactly right. You know, like we, uh, we had a very successful test at Phillip Island in uh, September. Uh, the results of that test, um, we will continue to develop um, those those two constructions that we looked at um, in 2018 so get more mileage on more tracks and uh, that will you know, put us in a pretty good place for 2019 the difficulty where we had with uh, the 2017 tyre is we got rained out at the Phillip Island test last year which a lot of people said well why didn't you go back it's believe me it's not that simple um, team availability car availability personnel and the circuit hire it's uh, it's not an easy thing the tyres were here we physically couldn't get on the track at that time of year you're getting towards when MotoGP's on the circuit at the island um, you know it, there's lots and lots and lots of other factors that we can't just click our fingers and, and it happens um, the testing last year took five months to arrange to make it happen to get all the planets to align and as I said team and car availabilities is the type of thing uh, the prototype cars that supercars own are so far removed from a race car now it's not funny they're still fast but they've got um, you know seven or eight thousand kilometres of testing on them now they need uh, um, a good overhaul but we were we're very very lucky that um, Gary Rogers Motorsport Nissan and uh, 
and Team Penske or DJR Penske were uh, kind enough to give us a car and a driver and um, we went down there and had two fantastic days although we were interrupted with with rain showers that just came at the right time it was quite amazing but the cars were fast the tyres are good but we need to do more mileage we can't go into 2018 with a tyre that's only been tested at Phillip Island um, we need to get the soft comp- sorry, the super soft compound onto that um, and go to whether it be you know Winton QR like we can develop it to the point where I can take test tyres to other events during the year we can run them during media sessions um, at, the, at the circuits when everybody's already there or the, the Monday morning after a track and that saves a lot of expense I mean it's not a cheap exercise to do a tyre test you know you're looking in the realms of you know hundred to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars per day um, the cars aren't cheap the circuits certainly aren't cheap uh, the catering's definitely not cheap um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, there, there's lots and lots of things just coming. You know, the, the cars don't run themselves. You need people down there and getting personnel. Um, and when you've got interstate teams and things like that, it, it's not an easy fix. Now, moving a bit further afield to Formula One, they've got, or they've announced that they're going to run a super hard, a hard, medium, soft, super soft. I've missed one. Ultra, ultra soft, soft and yeah. hyper soft now. Yeah. How far off? How many? Like in all seriousness, how many compounds is two too? Is two compounds too too many for super or one too many for supercars? Or could you go to three or four compounds and oh, say over the weekend uh, this tracks this one, this tracks this one, and tailor it more? You could, um, but the cost containment side of things it makes no difference to us as a, as a tyre supplier. We can do anything supercars want us to do. They can have you know different circuits, but the the nature of the racing this year has been exceptional. Um, so. I think the uh, the race formats are absolutely spot on at the moment, um, and the the fact of the way the category uses their previously marked tyres for practice and all those type of things. There's lots of other factors that do come into it. You know, we've been queried, uh, we've had that much experience in the last four or five races running on wet weather tyres as to whether we could come up with a, a different tyre that drains more water on certain areas like we had at Pukekohe. There is no tyre uh, in the world that would have worked at Pukekohe on that particular surface in that amount of water, standing water. Um, you know, when you've got guys... Um, Sort of saying that they were 30% throttle in fifth gear and still wheel spinning, you know, like it's uh, yeah, standing water is always a drama when you've got a big wide tyre, you know, like you look at um, the World Rally Championship with snow tyres and that they're very narrow for a reason, you need to bite through it, sort of thing, you can't have the water rolling up in front of it, so um, you know, it, it's that type of thing, but for cost containment um, and the same for everybody and, and fairness to everybody, the two's enough, I think we, d- we definitely need to run uh, Phillip Island and Pukekohe um, with the the harder of the, the two compounds. It was discussed once before about running the softer one, uh, the super soft at Adelaide. The, the problem you've got with, not so bad with uh, Newcastle because you've got a little bit of give between the wall and um, uh, the, and the race surface itself and everything where the discarded rubber, the marbles can actually be flung out. Adelaide, you don't have that luxury. So it all comes back onto the track and at turn eight, you don't want to be going through there, you know, 240, 250 K. Um, and hit marbles. We've, we've all seen how many cars that's claimed over the years, and that's that's a consideration. Um, and at the end of the day, the racing on the harder of the two compounds at Adelaide has been exceptional since day dot. So we've, you know, it's that type of thing that you could mess with things, but 
we're in the entertainment business at the moment. It's better off going with what you know. So, you know, we've got a curveball thrown at us here with uh, with Newcastle, um, new surface and everything. You look at the the uh, the way the corners were laid out, and the decision was made for the the super soft here. Uh, we'll go to Tail and Bend next year and run the uh, the softer of the compounds uh, there and everything. Definitely looking forward to that one. That's going to be uh, uh, fantastic, and I hope it's supported as well as what that, uh, we've seen here at Newcastle this weekend, which has been exceptional. Um, but yeah, there's there's lots of things you can do uh, if you wanted to, but to keep the pricing down for the competitors uh, and for, more so for the team owners, um, you know, then uh, the two compounds is probably the right mix. With the this year, I think it was universally said when you went to those tracks where you went back to the 2016 tyre and Pookie, where you get brand new tyres right throughout every session, ignoring the rain. Those races actually, or those weekends, turned out to be far better races because you had what two extra sets from memory than what you would have at a, a normal race meeting. And if that doesn't make a case for spend that extra money, I don't know what does. Yeah, that's that's right. You know, and, and see, uh, I've put a few things like that forward before, and I've got to be careful that I don't think I'm trying to be a tyre salesman. Um, I can give you the tip: we don't make very much on the tyres at all. Believe me, single figures. Um, it, that's not the answer of what we're trying to do, but. The engineers that love it, it's really, really hard to go um, testing, even though they only get three test days a year, but you've, you take four, five or six sets of used tyres and run around for five or six laps at a time to um, try and find a set that's going to give you some feedback for your, for your development that you're going to do during the day. Um, the cars are five to $800 a lap to run at you know, a place like Winton or somewhere like that, you know, so... When the tyres are only $1,000 a set, uh, it's sort of hard to justify why we're not doing that. But, um, you know, it's it certainly... I was hoping Bathurst to be the, the big eye-opener, and I think it was. The fact that the cars were so fast there all weekend, they had um, uh, 52 tyres per car. Um, you know, 16 practice tyres, the 36 race, it was fantastic. And as you say, the overseas races are always good because they've got green practice tyres, um, and away we go, you know. So let's hope that maybe that, that can be a discussion for the future. It's one you're already having? Uh, I've broken it a while ago. I think it's um, yeah. I think it's worth having the discussion again. Um, it's something that we can do. It's just a matter of just making sure we've got the quantities to cover it, and then the teams take their cars home and wet with the tyres. They don't have to store them. Time is money. Um, as far as the the tyre guys stripping the tyres off, giving the, the the tread depth information to the engineers, they put them away in the store. The engineer goes through the data, says right, I want this set for the next race meeting. The guy goes and gets them out of the store, fits them back up writes them up, puts them on the car and everything. It's, you know, the, the truck drivers do incredibly long hours um, and uh, it enable them to have one of their thousands of rostered days off that we're all owed <laughs> um, to uh, to be able to do that. And, yeah, we just rock up at the racetrack, fit all the tyres, strip them all off Sunday night. If they want to take them home on, on Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday night, strip them all off on Sunday if they, if they want to. If they want to take them home, they can for a quick pack-up. And um, it, it would, you know, I think it would improve the show. We're the only category that I know of um, in serious motorsport that um, do all their practice and everything on, on used tyres, you know. So, and, and the other thing for those who aren't involved in club level or go-karting motorsport, you already have a, uh, a reuse policy on the old tyres where they're being turned into safety barriers. Yeah, if any of the go-karters out there, you'd see plenty of them running around there uh, fencing through karting Australia and everything because uh, many of the go-kart tracks have been around for a long, long time and the shifter carts are actually going that fast now that... Um, 
walls approach you pretty quickly when you, you get off the black stuff, you know. So uh, um, there's quite a few barriers that have been put there. Um, you know, the drag racing tracks grab them for, for uh, laying rubber down and things. So uh, they're being used all over the place at the moment, So uh, which is a great thing, you know. But they, uh, they look good at the kart tracks because they're all the same size. They look uniform and quite smart when they're all uh, painted around the edge of the track. Well, it's been a wonderful time talking to you, Kevin. This is your how many years in motorsport? Uh, 30. I had my 400th supercar slash Australian Touring Car Championship event at the Gold Coast. Um, but this is my 339th in a row. So I haven't missed a race since Sandown 1990. So, uh, yeah, seen a few laps. Moon, <laughs> moon boots and all. Yeah, moon boots and all. Two ankle Ricos and you know, a couple of kids in that time. So, yeah. I actually used uh, to think amazing. that uh, Kevin worked for Glenn Seaton, that he, uh, in the days, he wore another coloured shirt uh, working for a tyre company, but uh, then discovered that he was the Bridgestone tyre representative, but uh, came across, and you've now had how many years as a control tyre now? Yeah, the first control tyre was Bridgestone in 1999, and uh, Dunlop took it on in 2002. So, uh, yes, as I said, sent a few laps, and plenty of careers come and go. Yes, indeed we have. Well, thank you very much. We certainly look forward to the new track in uh, Tail and Bend. It's been fantastic uh, so far here at Newcastle. Can't think that anything will stop. Have you had any feedback immediately on the tyre relative to the, this track? main thing's going to be the heat soak. You know, the uh, qualifying this morning, um, the track was 46 degrees. So that's going to be the thing that the right rear tyre is not going to get a rest. But uh, uh, neither is the driver around here. It's going to be one of those things that the walls, typical street circuit, the walls being very close to the edge of the track, as I said, with the rubber at Adelaide. You know, it's that the, the heat can't get out. And if you're closely following another car, it makes it very, very difficult. So uh, that's going to be the heat thing, is just keep you know, the, the tyres overheating. But um, uh, they're pretty smart, most of the guys, and get out some cool air if, if they can, you know. You'd be pretty certain here that when you came in for a tyre change, you'd change all four, wouldn't you? Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, that's going to be a must for here. You know, it's, uh, you know, once again, typical street circuit, the, the nicks and cuts and mirrors and all those type of things that you're running over, debris is, is quite an issue. So uh, don't take the risk, get them off and uh, put a fresh set on. And you need to get that turn as well as braking. Yeah, absolutely. Braking uh, is uh, where it's going to happen here. It's where the passing opportunities are going to be. So uh, give them some grip on the front and they'll be right. All right. Well, we look forward to the end of this year and I imagine you'll enjoy a nice break before you start up yet again. Yeah, it won't be that far away. Believe it or not, somebody said, oh, what are you doing in the off-season? And we uh, we actually head back to Sydney on a Monday, gala ball Monday night, Tuesday, 12 o'clock. I've got the sea freight from New Zealand arriving back. And on Wednesday, we've got five containers of stock for next year arriving. So uh, uh, off-season's Monday morning before lunchtime. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers, bud. Next week on Inside Supercars, we'll find out what it took to put Newcastle Street Race together. We talk with Supercars own manager Kurt Zakzuski. Have a happy new year. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.